My skin is black. What you looking at? My skin is black. I feel so good to be black right now. (laughs) What you looking at? Welcome to episode 42 of the Black in Fashion podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Um, I must acknowledge our sponsors at the beginning of the episode. Today's episode is sponsored by 620 Style. It is a a luxury streetwear brand manufacturer right here in NYC. She has luxury separates and amazing pieces, so you can take an additional 20% off your order by using code Black Fashion. We also like to acknowledge Adorn NYC, which is a natural hair care and weave salon in Harlem. Um, They go from natural hair care to weaves. They have very trained, specialized stylists and um, weaves and micro links and as well as natural hair care. Um, I'll have all of their information in the show notes so that you can book your appointment. Check my hair. I, I am definitely a customer. Very luxurious. So let's type right in. Today I am interviewing Chi. She is a, a night. Ooh, girl. I was about to mess it up again. <laughs> One more time, <laughs> Chi. Elochi. Elochi. See, I don't want to butcher it, so I'd rather just ask you during that. So, Chi Elochi. Okay. She is a Nigerian um, American stylist. She's brought out into Philly. Um, well, born and raised in Philly. Am I correct? Oh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Oh, even better. All right. So, I'm just gonna start off by having you give like a little bit of background information about yourself, how you got started, and what was like a, the fuel series of events that inspired you to become a stylist at 20 years young. Thank you for the introduction. Um, I've been in the fashion since I was about seven years old. I really wanted to take it seriously because I was very misunderstood with how I dressed. Not everybody understood the looks or the color combinations I came up with. And I've always been told to stand growing up that if you have something that sticks out, maybe that's something you should pursue. So I knew that I was like, okay, I have something here. Everybody doesn't really understand it. Maybe I should, you know, give it a go. So I really started taking it seriously when I was in 11th grade. I had a friend who told me, maybe you should get into styling because your outfits are always out there. I researched it and I was like, oh, this is this is my fit. This is for me. So from that point, um, I just kept pursuing it. My first like biggest kind of fashion moment was in 2018. Um, Claire Somers, she had like her fashion bomb daily expo kind of thing in Houston. And there I met Ty Hunter and different people. And I learned a lot about the industry and the people and what it's about. And it just made me love it even more. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. Um, Are you school trained at all? Or do you feel like it's better just to kind of go with like what you feel as a style as opposed to getting um, like maybe like a school education behind it? As for right now, I am self-taught. I'm not opposed to learning, um, like going to school for it, probably in the future, just so I can, you know, be well-rounded in a lot of areas and I can, I can navigate the industry and know exactly what it is I'm doing. But really, I, I believe it's just a God-given gift to have gotten where I've gotten without having to do that. Okay. But I'm definitely not opposed to it. So how would you describe your personal style? Well, like how you I'd, I'd have to say eclectic soul. It's it's a lot. It's a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> eclectic soul. Um, yeah, break that down for me. 
I feel like it's a lot of my inspiration from fashion comes from Erica Badu and her outfits and how colorful and how loud they are and how they, I feel, break down her personality. Oftentimes when I dress, you can tell when I'm sad, depending on the colors I wear. You can tell when I'm happy, depending on the colors I wear. Um, I, I believe it's really important for me to, for my how I dress to demand attention rather than be saying it. I want my style to let you know I'm in the room without me having to be like, hey, I'm in here. So for me, it's just like a lot of colors. If I, if I think the prints are cool, if I think the combination is cool, it's not really about matching for me. It's more so, I, I believe, just expressing art and the material and everything and different garments. Gotcha. So you really feel like you push your edge with like color theory. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Color theory, because color does like, um, you know, can set a tone, can set a mood in a lot of different ways. And you feel like you really, really utilize that. Do you feel like you really utilize like textures and prints as well? Yes, yes, yes. And I believe that's the Nigerian side of me, because my dad, he would always have the, you know, the hair wraps around the house and we would get different fabrics from home. So seeing that growing up and I would see my mom wear the traditional outfits I'm like okay this is cool y'all got some here so Mm -hmm. I think as I got older I just kind of incorporated that into my personal style and I didn't even realize it it was just something that kind of happened so definitely I feel like if it's not the outfit isn't loud I'm not doing something right like I can wear like some jeans and a t-shirt and like some chucks or some vans but I I have all vans right now Okay, girl, I'm comfortable. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I still feel like something's missing, even though I really love, like, a casual look. I can't explain it. I feel like it doesn't have all of my personality with it. Mm-hmm. So if I have, like, a like a red jacket on or a, a red and white shirt or, like, some blue pants, I'm like, okay, here we go. I can leave the house. I can leave wherever and feel, and feel good about myself. Gotcha. Do you feel that it is sometimes, I guess, like a, a struggle um, with like resources in Pittsburgh? Or do you feel like you have lots of like endless opportunities there? Oh, girl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Pittsburgh's very. Um, Pittsburgh is very. It's it's trying to catch up with fashion. It's mm-hmm. trying to get there. So it's. Uh, a, a lot of it's well you really got me a lot of it <laughs> is, Pittsburgh can be really racist too so gotcha. while there's you know support in you know black communities and everything like that mm-hmm. all of your you know resources and isn't going to come from just that community so it is very difficult which which is why it was very important for me to make sure you establish yourself outside of where you are because I feel like if I tried to establish myself solely where I'm from, I wouldn't really have gotten anywhere how I like as quickly as I wanted to. So it's definitely it's definitely challenging. Um, but I believe establishing myself elsewhere made it easier. Because I think the unfortunate part about it is when people notice you from other cities, people respect you in the city you're in. So until I started like connecting with people in different places that's when people start to take me seriously that kind of made it easier for resources but at the same time it's still kind of it's still kind of hard gotcha 
Do you feel that you get a like a lot of not even say like a backlash, but do you feel like it's even more challenging because of your age? Um, because you are young, and you know there's a lot more like established stylists that have been in the business yeah. a lot longer. Like, do you find that to be a struggle as well, um, or do you feel like you're constantly having to prove yourself? Yes, I do constantly feel like I have to prove myself. <laughs> Yeah, I, it hasn't been uh, it hasn't been like challenging, challenging yet. But it does feel like you have to like you. It seems like you have to prove that you have a gift all the time, because people are like, "Oh, she styles," but then they find out she's twenty, so it's like she don't know about me. I want to be a cougar today, and I'm like, "Wait, <laughs> I, I do." Like, like I, you know, I've, I've been like, it's not what you think. <laughs> so it is. It is challenging in that sense, so I have to pace myself so I don't get discouraged. Because if I focus on what I don't have right now and that I, I can't help that I'm 20, um, it'll it'll definitely discourage me. And I was like, that's not what it's about. That's not why I'm doing it. So I try to put my energy on the people that don't even care. That it's like, okay, she has a gift. She has something here, so I want to work with her. I want to see her build you know, on that gift rather than the people that are like, she's not, she's not up there yet. So I can't work with her. Gotcha. So I think it's just important in anything you're doing to focus on the people that are, that want to see you win, that don't care that there's like no excuse, that there's no kind of requirement. It's like, they have a gift. I want to help you. So that's what I try to do. Do you find that it is very difficult to make money when you first started now? Like, has this become very profitable for you at this point yet? Or are you still in a place where you're still, like, um, I would say, of course, you're still building a portfolio because we're always constantly building and building our clientele. But profit-wise, mm -hmm. is it hard to retain clients um, because of, like, your very unique now? style or would you say that you are a chameleon and that you can't adapt and change up the style depending on who the client is or do you feel you have like a specific a specific area or a lane that you only style in mm -hmm. I uh, personally don't think it's I think um, income has really been an issue mm -hmm. fortunately of course I'm like still starting so that's still so if you put it in that sense, I guess you can say yes, but I think for my position, not really. Uh, so I don't, the thing is when I style people, I don't style them how I dress. That's something that was really important to me because I realized, you know, everybody's personality is different. So mm -hmm. I can say that I can be very versatile depending on the client. Okay. It's very important to, you know, get their personality. And I'm like, okay, you're not going to like, you know, a lot of loud colors. And that's okay. For me, it's not like an end-all, be-all kind of thing. Like, if you don't like this color black sweater, we can't work. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like the goal is to really make the people feel good in what they're wearing. And if that's not your thing, that's fine. Let's find something else. You know, let's try something else. So that's never really been an issue because I'm like, this is just how I dress. You don't have to dress the same way. You know, we're all different. And that's what style is all about to me. So, mm -hmm. no, but I definitely feel like growing in this career, I feel like there's more to reach. But fortunately for myself, it hasn't been very difficult to get clients now or to get people to notice mm -hmm. because they've seen me work with people that look nothing like how I would dress. They're like, oh, 
okay, so this is like a, a normal look. So <laughs> it's not really, it's not really challenging, though. It's a blessing, fortunately. Yeah. Do you work with men and women or do you solely have a female clientele? Oh, men and women. Okay. Oh, yeah. Men Which are, one is men easier? Are way easier. Okay. Men. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you, oh, yeah. Why do you find that working with men are a lot easier than your female clientele? Men let you kind of do your thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they trust your 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 eye and your judgment. And women are like, well, I don't like this. I, I can't really feel it. And I'm like, you know, if, if we're going to be working, you got to trust that. You got to trust your stylist. And men are just like, you know what? If you like it, put it on. And we're just going to see what it looks like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but w- working with women, it's like they want to style themselves, but they want you know, you to style them too. Of course, not all women, but a lot of them kind of struggle with that. So I definitely say men. Gotcha. The level of trust is way, way higher. Gotcha. Would you say that um, money-wise that you get a lot of pushback um, from clients? And how do you actually price out your services? Is it an hourly service? Is it a one rate service? Like how do you make it, uh, make money when you're working with the clients? It's hourly. Hourly. Okay. So my rates are 25 an hour okay. for like, a, I do free consultations. I haven't gotten pushback yet, which is a blessing. I hope I didn't jinx myself. <laughs> <laughs> no. I hope I didn't. I haven't gotten it yet, but I know that this is probably going to happen. It's because I, not everybody really sees styling how they see, you know, like a regular job. People right. don't think styling it's is a luxury, a, though. Like, so you have to be mm-hmm. willing to pay for it. And then, like, as you grow into the designer, your your prices are probably going to, I'm sorry, as a stylist, you're probably, your prices are going to raise. Like, your prices are going to get higher. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, I think, I can't hear you, love. Can you go back into the microphone? Oh, I apologize. No I kind of get bummed out by it because I'm like, you guys can pay, like, you know, your nail technicians and your hairstylists. But I'm like, styling isn't easy. No. So I haven't gotten pushback yet because I believe people kind of respect how difficult it is mm-hmm. to style and to be able to do it and considering how long I've been doing it. And I think for me, it's important to form that personal kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. So that you also know me and it's like, I'm not trying to, you know, play you or anything like that. It's just, you're factoring in different things. So I haven't gotten it yet. I haven't gotten it yet. Gotcha. I think that part kind of came from working to build a name outside of where I am. Because I originally, yes. Um, but once people are like, oh, she's, you know, doing this, doing this, God willing. They're like, well, she has a gift. She has something here. So after that, people, I believe they respected it more because other people did. Gotcha. Okay. Um, So I have a little segment that we do. It's called Fashion Story Segment. And the Fashion Story Segment, of course, is sponsored by 620 Style. Um, I'm actually wearing today our... um, um, past the mustard jacket so make sure you guys check out the website oh, at 620style.com and you guys actually can go on there and get an extra 20% off this is actually one of my favorite pieces very comfortable and very very detailed design so the fashion story segment is basically called it's a success 
or it's a disaster. So I want you to tell me a story um, when you were with a client or customer that you learned something from, whether it had been a disaster and turned into a learning experience or whether it was like something that was super duper successful and you also like learned from it. Oh, wow. I re- it was, hmm, I'm trying to remember the year. I believe it was, I think it was like last year. I was styling a client at Marshall's and I'm, you know, still learning. And I didn't fully understand that when you style people, you're getting so many of their insecurities just in your face. <laughs> like, And you don't even, it doesn't even occur to you. I'm like, okay, let's just, you know, go to the store and pick something out. So I'm, you know, lifting up pieces. I'm like, you know, this will look real good on you. So fit your body well. It's a nice color. And they're like, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's, you know, that's fine. So, um, you know, I picked something else up. I picked something, um, I think it was maybe like a V-neck. And she was like, you know, I don't like this either. And I was like, oh, it's, you know, it's too revealing. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. I'm like, what about these pants? They're too tight. So I was like, hmm. Okay. <laughs> there was something wrong with everything you picked up. For the most part, but not because <laughs> there wasn't, not because of the clothes, but because of the insecurity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't fully understand that you have to factor that in too. And I was like, okay, so this is just a, so <laughs> I think you can call it a disaster, but it was learning mm-hmm. that it helped. But I didn't know. And she broke it down after. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm just thinking, you know, that we're just picking out cute outfits, but I had to learn that, you know, some people have insecurities for different reasons or maybe things that they've been through Mm -hmm. and everything just isn't like this cute, you know, you have to, it's important that they're comfortable. So (laughs) it was a little discouraging because I'm like, these are some bomb looks, but I think it made me feel better doing what I do, knowing moving forward, make sure you factor in what they're insecure about. Make sure you, you know, you get what they're comfortable in. Okay, so so what did you do like after that? Like that helps you understand a person's personality, their insecurities, how they like shopping after that. Did you create like a system where you would ask like a series of questions before going to a shopping environment or have just like a, you know, intimate, uh, like personable conversation with them to really understand how they are as a person before going to the shopping environment? So what did that experience teach you? as a stylist and what you need to do on the forefront before being in the situation like that? I definitely made a list of questions. I definitely had to make a list of questions because I'm like, this is important. So I, I, I believe one of my biggest ones was um, what, what gives me a name of like a celebrity you look up to, you know, and tell me maybe about an outfit they've worn, maybe mm-hmm. send me a picture or whatever. And and like it has to be like your favorite look and okay so you like it okay cool can you see yourself in that and if they depending on what they say that'll you know the battle that'll, that'll that kind of my questions gotcha. mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so if they're like no i can't i'm like why can't you see yourself in that kind of look and then that'll let me know well because maybe my thighs are too big or maybe i don't like you know my my torso or i don't my arms are too big and that'll ask me lead me into the series of questions so following you know having that disaster a lot of people i worked with moving forward said it's very you make it important to make the stylist the model or the client comfortable before Mm -hmm. i never did that (laughs) and like i honestly said i I didn't know so i definitely 
you like I felt like you can't go wrong with your celebrity, you know, because a lot of us look at different celebrities and we're like, oh, that's cute. I can never see myself in it. Mm-hmm. And we never say why we couldn't see ourselves in it. So once, you know, I had that mistake, that was really like a lesson and just applied that and started asking, mm-hmm, asking questions. It really helped. And it made the client comfortable and it made them want to come back because they felt like, okay, I'm not being judged because I don't like this and there's not something wrong with me because I don't feel comfortable in this. You're willing to be patient with me. I definitely feel like it taught me patience in a different way, which is really important. Okay. Do you partner with other stylists often? If so, do you find it difficult to tell like like two different stories? Like, is it hard to work with um, another stylist or do you find it to be a very like organic and cohesive situation? I'm not opposed to working with different stylists. I haven't yet. Some do want to collaborate this year. I haven't. So I, I don't think it'll be rough. I'm Definitely, if you have your, you know, your vision, I have my vision, let's try to find some common ground to make it work. So I'm not sure if it's challenging. I've done different shows where there were model, excuse me, where there were stylists there picking out and everything like that. And they were always really nice. So I feel like that one maybe depends on their personality. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it could be maybe an ego kind of thing. So I feel like if that person is very down to earth and easygoing, it shouldn't be difficult. Gotcha. So do you um actually like follow like trends or things that are going on in the industry or do you find to be like the complete opposite and you're like the trendsetter? Do you follow colors, textures, patterns, prints and stuff like that? Like when the trend reports come out? If I'm being honest, absolutely not. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Some, some stylists are trendy. Some stylists are not. No, I and and sometimes when I try to follow trends, I see everything repeating itself. Okay. I see the bubble coats coming back. I see like the Chinese slippers coming back. I see the grills coming back. I, like I see. Um, you said grills. Yeah. Oh, girl, Jesus. At, <laughs> at some point, like everybody stopped wearing grills, and then now like it's fashionable again. Mm-hmm. And I think it just turned me off. And I'm like, I feel like everything, and not even to go on the rant that a lot of black women started people downplayed it and then they were like hey it's trendy and i was like yeah i can't get into this so (laughs) i'm like let me just as you said just do my own thing because Mm -hmm. trends repeat themselves over time so i figured if you're doing personally if i'm doing my own thing i can't i'm always on time you know i'm not missing anything so makes sense do you have like a certain item, um, the items? So maybe either like three or four that you feel like every woman needs to have in her closet. That is not necessarily well, clearly not trendy, but like our staples in every woman's wardrobe. I believe every woman needs a pair of either high top or low top black Converse. Okay. Um, some light wash jeans. Jeans. They can be distressed. Um, whatever. You know, they can be straight leg, whatever. Uh, a denim jacket. You cannot go wrong with a denim jacket. Of course. Uh, hmm, I'm trying to think. A V-neck or a crew neck. A white or black V-neck or crew neck because you can dress it up. You can dress it down. And for accessories, I definitely feel like some pearl earrings, black hoops. Excuse me, not black hoops. Gold hoops or silver hoops. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm a hoop and girl. <laughs> you're hoop same. I mean, I'm a, I like I like my little diamond studs, um, but I'm definitely a hoop girl. Yeah, same. <laughs> I'm like sure. the louder the hoop, <laughs> and I've and I feel like this is a personal preference, so it may not apply to everybody. But I feel like maybe some camo pants. I think a lot of people love camo. Camos, camos, trendy actually. Yes, camo's I definitely think- a trend. Like sometimes it's in, sometimes it's not in. But I would definitely say that camouflage is a, a, a ongoing trend for sure. Mm-hmm. Like because I've seen it like nonstop, but like in the last three or four years. I definitely that would be a that would definitely be a go to for me because I also feel like you can dress that up or dress that down. Definitely, for sure. How do you deal like when you start working with clients and stuff like that? How do you deal with like women transitioning from like buying their own clothes to like working with the stylist? Like, do you feel like they need to be super duper involved? Like, do they have to go shopping with you? Like, can you just go do the shopping and like bring it back? Or do you feel like they need to be when they're transitioning to working with a stylist, they need to be a lot more hands on with the the process? I definitely feel like for me personally, it's important to build that trust. Mm -hmm. While I know that you can trust me and I'm not going to get something that's going to have you, you know, embarrassed out here. I think it's important for them, you know, moving forward if they want to rehire me to feel like, okay, I can be a part of this process because for some women it's difficult to transition, period. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know, if you want to come, by all means, you know, just let me do what I got to (laughs) do. Right. But you can definitely, you know, tag along. I think it's important to build that kind of relationship, that kind of connection where if you have a say, let's, you know, break it down. Let's talk about it more. Let's see what really fits you. I feel like that can help me as well to continue to learn more about you. And then there are some that are just like, you know what, take it, go. Like, get get my clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come back. Just make sure it look good. So, again, I feel like it depends on the person, but I don't mind. I don't mind. It's definitely about patience for me. Okay. Well, how would you say is, or how, not even how would you say or how did you? How did you start to like re- build your relationship with like different retailers? Because of course you're buying items, but you're also like returning a lot of items as well. Or are you able to just pull items like without having to purchase? So what does that process look like for you when it deals when it works with like working with independent designers, working with showrooms, or just like retailing in general? Like how does how does that work for you as a stylist? Right now, I'm in the pro where I like usually when I pull or usually oftentimes when I style people, it's like we're shopping when we go. Mm-hmm. So usually when I, when, you know, when I pull, sometimes we can just take it back. So it's not like a, you know, you have to be in contact or anything like that. But I'm partnered with Goodwill as their stylist. So a lot oh, of nice. my clients like to, th- thank you. A lot of my clients like to thrift. So mm-hmm. I'm always like, it, it was like it, I feel like it was a blessing in disguise because it allowed me to pull without having to go through, you know, all of the loops and hurdles for it. A lot of my clients are into like the trendy, you know, let's like you know let's thrift, let's do this, let's do that. And a lot of them, depending on their budget, aren't trying to go to like Macy's and Nordstroms to do all of that. And being that I'm partnered with them, Goodwill is trying to build clients. They're trying to have people that are trying to come back and 
make, you know, tell that person and the next person and that person's friend that thrifting is cool and thrifting is in. So usually I can pull from Goodwill, no problem. And the clients really like it because they love thrifting. Um, But if I pull from like a big store, it's not really, it's not really hassle. Sometimes I can just take it back, you know, with the receipt on if they don't like it, depending on it or whatever the case may be. So it's not really, I try to stick with Goodwill right now because Mm -hmm. it's, because it works for both of us. We're both winning in that sense. And I style people like my age and some older people are trying to get into thrifting as well. So it definitely works that way. And they have no issue um, with me pulling from them, cool. depending on our contracts and everything. So you're very, very like clientele based. Um, are you looking to do like ads and stuff like that, whether it be like, you know, for magazines or maybe even like style, like um, photo shoots um, for different designers and stuff like that? Or do you really just prefer like not having that piece, but actually dealing with like real people on real time and um, not mm-hmm. so much work that you can see in like editorial ads and stuff like that, but more so I can see my work like walking down the street. Mm hmm. So what's your lane or where are you hoping to go or if you're looking to stay and just expand on just having like that private clientele? I think editorial would be like really like that would be an experience to see somebody you styled in a magazine. Mm -hmm. I'm really I think my ultimate goal is celebrity styling. I think that would be so cool to somehow get into that. Okay. So I don't think it's I can't say it's limited to just you know, personal right now and seeing somebody on the street and something I styled them in. Mm-hmm. I think I kind of, you know, just want to really want to do it all. I think editorial will be amazing, but I think like celebrity is just celebrities really where my heart is at. <laughs> gotcha. So I think for me, just, you know, build in and work. So you going to forget about and... your little people that you started with. No, ma'am. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they got me where I am. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so my last segment um, is like fashion inspo segment. So during the fashion mm-hmm. inspo segment, I just want you to kind of talk about any like current muses you may have, uh, readings, um, events, or maybe exhibits or anything like that that um, you would like to share that has really like inspired you. Hmm. Can that can count as people too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be a person. Okay. It could be current muse. <laughs> um. Hmm. I definitely have to say Ricky Thompson. I love Ricky. Um, on Instagram, he's amazing. Ricky Thompson. Erin Creer. She, her versatility is just she's is, it's just it's it's amazing to me. I'm really trying to think. SZA hasn't really been coming through with looks lately, but anytime she comes out with anything. It's definitely inspirational for me. I'm always, I like to look at, I can't say it's it's trendy, but anything that like Pharrell has done in the past mm-hmm. or Erica Badu has done in the past, I'll oftentimes like keep looking at their stuff and just keep studying it. It's just that definitely, I just think that's amazing to me. So I just, I really study like older stuff, but if we're talking about now, I definitely have to say Ricky and Aaron Creer. 
Gotcha. Okay, I yeah. don't have a clue he who either one of those people are, but I will definitely <laughs> be looking them up so I can see. I happen. I was just like, I was looking on Instagram like as you was talking, trying to like type me in, but it's it's too many Ricky Thompson, so I, I don't know if the I'm looking at the right thing. Anyway. <laughs> For sure, to I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I don't know who this is at all. <laughs> okay, so as we wrap up, uh, I just want to know like what we can expect to like see from you next. Um, I know you said that your goal, um, your long term goal, would be the celebrity styling. But for right now, what is your um, short term goals? Like your um, your 2020 goals? What are you manifesting? My short term. Excuse me. Why well, I can't even talk. My short term <laughs> goal. My short term goal. I think it's to take everything day by day and to grow and learn and fail. That sounds crazy, but I used to hate failure, but I realized that anytime I would fail, whether it was big or small, I learned more and it prepared me for like the next situation. Long-term goal for 2020 is to move to New York. Oh, okay. Listen, listen, listen. (laughs) I've been here for six years tomorrow. Oh, happy yeah. early anniversary. Yeah, That's tomorrow great. I would have been here for six years, sure. Moved here on a Monday. Wow. <laughs> and six years ago. On my twenty fifth like a couple couple days after my twenty fifth birthday, I moved here and got my master's. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. I'm originally You're welcome. Yeah, I'm like I'm originally from Chicago, so I had like a little dream and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna go to New York and do my thug thistle. <laughs> wow, that's inspirational. Yeah. Man. And I that's definitely, <laughs> and you and you have period. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, <laughs> that's have. definitely, that's definitely my thing. By September, maybe like before Fashion Week, mm-hmm. is to be living in New York because I'm like I know, I know that the possibilities are limitless. Yes, that yeah. there and there's a lot more. of opportunity here for sure. Mhm, mhm, cool. yeah. So that's definitely my goal. I definitely to get more clients and. As you said, to try to do more editorial mm-hmm. and to, you know, break my way into that and see if I like that and get a feel for it and definitely grow and learn more things, you know, about styling. And I feel like there's still so much to learn, so much to unlearn. So really just enjoying the process and trying to take everything I can from it. Amazing. All right, Chia, it was great speaking to you on this Sunday. I hope you enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thank you for taking the interview. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Listen, listen. (laughs) It's a blessing. I really appreciate it. Of course. So as I say, people, thanks for tuning in. Stay black. Peace out. Uh, Of course, I acknowledge our sponsors again, Adore NYC, which is where this beautiful hair comes from. (laughs) Um, They are in Harlem. Make sure you book your appointment. Make sure you shop 620 style and stay black. Peace out.